Hi everybody! I'm Kayla. I am an adult services library assistant here at CPL. And I'm Lane. I'm a children's librarian here at CPL. And this is Parents Read the Dumbest Things. This is a book club for parents and caregivers where we just read whatever the heck we want and talk about it. Um, yay! Yeah! We talk about it on different places. We have a Goodreads. We have a Discord. Okay, so this month we read Sarah J. Mass's latest book, her first adult book instead of a YA book, uh, House of Earth and Blood. Most people just call it Crescent City. That'll be problematic when the next one comes out because Crescent City is the name of the series, but we're just gonna call it Crescent City for now. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was like instant comparisons of this book to the other Sarah J. Mass books, Throne of Glass, a Court of Thorns and Roses, just like, how do we feel it's different? Because it was pretty different besides yeah, it just being different. labeled differently, like categorized differently. It was wildly different where the other two series are incredibly similar. Yeah, they're, to me, it feels like there are, of course, elements that are the same. Like you can see that this is in the same, spoiler alert, universe as the other two books, but, uh, the writing style didn't seem at all very much like the first two series mm -hmm. and the characters were super different of yes. course the the world that it takes place in is more modern yes. with you know skyscrapers and technology and uh partying which is like that is, that was that not is, happening that in the other books uh and uh the cursing yes <laughs> the language that was is, like the whole thing Everything feels a bit more modern. Yes. A little bit like urban fantasy more than a, like, a, like a high fantasy. Yes, that was very unexpected to me. Like as soon as I started reading, of course we opened with like tons of world building, which was really different than the other books. Of course we had to do world building with yeah. the other books because we're getting into like this whole fae universe in both of them. But with this one we're on like these futuristic humanistic world with like shifters so there's fae and angels and all kinds of things yeah the world is a bit more complicated than just humans and fae mm -hmm. you have humans and pretty much any other mythological being yes which is uh, way more complex it was so interesting but yes very complex like i had to do some rereading to really like grasp it but then once i did i was really into it yeah but it was different it was, it was super, it's, and even the characters are not written in the same way. The yes. language is different, their attitudes are different, mm -hmm. the fighting is different. It's, it's really not, yes. not even comparable in a lot of ways. I agree. Talking apples and oranges. I, I mean, I found some things comparable, but like, like in, on small scale. Mm -hmm. Very small. Like, one thing I really liked to compare as I was reading it was like the relationship dynamics. Like, for all our main girls. Mm -hmm. They have like their family dynamics, right? So Feyre had a pretty complicated family, but we don't see her interact with them a whole lot. Even when they bring like Nesta and Elaine into the Fae world, they're still just kind of like there. Mm -hmm. And we deal with them when we have to deal with them. But for Bryce, it's like her parents are very involved in her life. We learn a lot about their backstories and like they have a healthy relationship, which like our other two main yeah, characters did not. did not have healthy relationships with their parents at all, so that was kind of nice. But then on the flip, Bryce has like this really complicated relationship with Rune, mm -hmm. 
And I really liked like everything that was going on there and how we saw them like reconcile and like go back and forth. We we didn't get that with Favor and Nesta. No. And a court of thorns and roses. Yeah. And we could have, but I feel like it just like wasn't important to the plot. But it was nice to see it done here. It was nice and it was it was interesting to see Bryce's relationships um, where you might have loss of family members. Mm-hmm but that loss is perceived differently and you don't learn about it immediately yes. it's kind of like all of rice's relationships are drawn out yeah where you're learning and that creates a bit more like complication i think it shows that uh, mass matured in her writing honestly where instead of saying that this is a complicated relationship it's shown in greater detail especially mm-hmm. with room so i liked it i could see the comparisons but it felt just a bit more developed yes and maybe that could go with like the adult label too, yeah. besides like all the F bombs, you know? <laughs> the F bombs are crazy. Uh, that definitely took it from. I don't even consider A Court of Thorns and Roses or Thorn of Glass YA. I do consider it new adult. Yes. This one felt like a little bit more relatable new adult. Yes. Because there's so much cursing and so much partying and so much. Uh, binging and it's uh, it felt very like this is your stereotypical party yes um, something that's very stereotypical of new adults mm-hmm. and that was and then for it to shocking. be set in like a more modern slash futuristic like humanistic world even more relatable yeah I think it was it was definitely I was not expecting it and yes. it took me off guard I didn't yes. hate it it just was not what I was anticipating at, at first, all. I kind of did. I was like, I, or I pre-ordered a signed edition. I was like, Yay. my first signed Sarah J. Mass book, I'm so excited. And then I was like, this is the one I got signed? I was kind of disappointed because I didn't really like it at first. No. It grew no, I'm good with it. About like yeah. halfway through the book, I was like, you know what? I like it. Yeah. She might be my favorite female lead. Oh. I love her i love bryce hunt is that's a whole other conversation we'll have to have. <laughs> okay. but bryce is i feel like she's so real she's very authentic and like as a person who values my close female relationships mm-hmm. um her relationships with her friends doesn't seem like i'm a loner and been fighting all my life and i'm just gonna try to make friends it feels like her life is her friends yes and the people around her that she loves and cherishes, and it makes her such a like well-rounded, mm-hmm. developed character that when she loses somebody, it has impact. Yes, and that's something that I never got from like Feyre, who lost. Spoiler. Her it's father. Not a spoiler. You should have read it. You should have read it. <laughs> you know, she lost her father, but I didn't feel the loss. Yes. It was sad, but I didn't feel it. Yeah. When we didn't delve into those relationships didn't. either. So um, that those relationships really just, I don't know, the loss felt so real and authentic. And it made Bryce seem very authentic in the way that she coped, healthy or unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. I love Bryce. Okay, next, I want to talk about the pacing of it and kind of like the plot development. I know we're just talking about characters. I see where you want to go. That's a big one. Let's do this one first. We'll do this one first. Not bad. 
but it's a lot. Yeah, and the pacing is, um, it's, it starts with an info dump. I don't think you can call it anything else. But yeah, then the end happens in three seconds. Yes, the pacing really threw me off. And like I read it and I reread it, and mm -hmm. both times, it was hard to digest the pacing. Even the second time where I was expecting it, and I knew for like the whole first like third of the book, it was gonna be slow because mm -hmm. you have all this tons of information to take in and the world building and the characters and all what happens to the characters and now more characters and they have kind of different names and they have like the houses and like their associations and it's like a whole lot going on so that felt slow and then it was like oh some people died and now we're sad about it and then some stuff happens oh here's some information and then we're sad about it and some stuff happens and it's like dragging and then you know we get a little bit of like relationshipy stuff mm -hmm. and like we're getting a little bit more plot with like the murder mystery and it's still kind of slow and I'm like, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? The first half really did start off with a bang. You know, you, you had your world building, you had your relationships, you were like, oh, this is going to be an interesting story. And then boom, chaos. Yes. You know, the horrible event happens and then it is slowed way down. Yes. And it doesn't pick back up until the end of the book. You have yes. things happening, but they're but happening so slowly. They're so slow, and it's not really, um, it's like, oh, we found a clue, and it's like, over a couple of days, yeah. maybe, but you're like, what are you going to do with the clue? I didn't hate it, but it just felt like to get all the information in, to get all the world in, to understand it, um, you kind of had to just pour it in, and, and there was large chunks of slow. Yes. And even then I was still struggling to keep up. Like I would have to pause my audiobook or Google things because I was like, wait, what just happened? Like, what does this mean? Who is this person? Yeah. And it was definitely hard to keep track of. I would recommend annotating as you read, if you haven't already, mm -hmm. you know, flagging key characters or something. That would have helped me and I wish I had done it. And not bad to do with a Sarah J Mass book anyway. True. If you want to mark like Easter eggs and connections to her other books, because there are some of those in there, you have to look for them. But if you're annotating anyway, like little sticky flags or something yeah. would have helped me like green for this character because I got so lost mm -hmm. and I wish I had had a way to like go back and reference something. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot. It's not bad. It's yeah. just that's probably my main criticism of the book was it's a lot of info dump. It's a lot. Yeah, there was a ton going on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. But I will say I was invested enough in the characters and their growth and their relationships to each other and the growth of those relationships, romantic or otherwise, the like siblings, romance, friends, like all of it. I kept going. And then even though you said the end happened in like three seconds, so much happened at the end. And it made enough sense to me. And it came together so dramatically that I was here it for was it. The, the vacuuming? The vacuum. The lighted up? Oh. Yeah. I cried. I mean, it like it broke my heart, and I think I needed the Believe whole. Me? I needed the slow one. I needed it to feel the impact because it did feel like that's what made Bryce so real. Was this yeah. long stretch of time where she's just trying to get by? Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, I and I could agree. Like building off of that, like it was so slow, but like. Bryce's life was so slow, mm -hmm. like after everything that happened to her and the horrible tragedy that happened to her friends. It was little, she was just like, wrong, like just getting day by day. day. Yeah. And then, you know, finally she has a new friend and like a new purpose and things pick up a little bit for her. 
she has something to focus on. And then it all comes together. She has all this energy, all this motivation. Yeah, you could really compare the pacing of the plot to the pacing of her life. Of her life and and she peels back layers of herself. You know, you think you have an image of Bryce, and then a chapter reveals some something else. Yes. And it's so slowly that it really does feel like you're getting to know her. Mm-hmm. And not just in her head, but the things that she does and her actions and all of this all of these reveals that you learn very slowly makes her feel very complete at the end. Yeah, she she's the most complete character at the end. Which yeah. I think makes her different from Vera. Where yes, you have Elaine, honestly too. Or like Elena's Elena's yeah. my favorite Sarah J. Mass girl. So we can fight about that later. We can fight about that later. But I think it might be Bryce. Like I love I love the way that she was revealed to us. Like I feel like I that's a girl that I know. I like, agree. Like, she grew very slowly, very realistically, and in a relatable way. Yeah. And it was interesting. It kept me interested in her because I didn't know her yet. Mm-hmm. And I was getting to know her instead yes. of just being told this is who she is. Or who she was. Or who like, she was. You know, oh, this is who she is now. But, like, she has this dark, horrible past. Yeah. Like, she didn't really. She was like, I'm just a person trying to live my life, and all this stuff happens to me. It was super interesting, and I think that was well done on Mass's part to have a character reveal that well done. Yes. So, and this is perfect. It will lead us into our nice kind of probably long <laughs> character discussion. I want to talk about what you thought when we met them, what you thought about how they grew, their relationships, people we lost, which I know is like big for you, people we might see later on. That's bigger for me. Um, you want to talk about Bryce first? We're, we already we already know how much I love Bryce. We already know. Let's talk about my next love of my life. Danica. 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 Okay. Danica. Danica. Right here. Right here with the jacket. Danica is literally. She's my dream girl. Yeah. I. <laughs> I loved Danica and Bryce. She's like the dream bestie for me, honestly. Their friendship is literally quite perfect. It's goals. Yeah. It's it's so like it's so beautiful. I think I just love my girlfriend so much. I love my best friend so much. And so when I read it, I was like, I have this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And it was the most well-developed friendship that Masses has written. Yes. And it was like a flip because usually we have our main female leads and that they're like I never had friends, yes. or like I never had time for friends, or like women didn't like me because like they're very like, not like other girlies. I'm not like other girls. Uh-huh. I'm a bro girl, whatever. But like this was a total flip. It was like they were party girls together. And, like, unconditional love. The unconditional love, like connected at the hip, like there for each other through everything. Exactly. Shared trauma, all of it, and they were just like. Sure, it, was it, was, it was the love that she usually writes for her, her insta-love, which oh, I'm about. Yeah. Like, I love her insta-loves. Like, Reese, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. But I got that same soulmate vibe with Danica. Yes. And it makes me question whether the love interest is ever going to be more important than the loss of Danica. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will be. And, which reminds me of what we talked about in the Discord chat. Mm-hmm the soulmate could be the best friend instead of your typical romantic love interest. So when we know Sarah yeah. J. Mass usually has 
your initial love interest, something happens to them, we kick them to the curb, they die, whatever, like some crap happens. And then we have the second love interest and it's like, that's the that's mate. That's the soulmate. That's like, the soulmate. It? Like, we're here together, we're going through it. And like, you could argue that Danica was like her soulmate. Her soulmate. And then like, and then you have, and it would be Han. interesting. Like, I would like to see that where Danica was her soulmate. And she's, instead of finding her soulmate, she's lost her soulmate. And now she's going to do with a love interest. Yeah. Not her soulmate, not her other half, but just some guy that will do. <laughs> and it, it makes me feel like that's an interesting flip yes. on her trope, mm-hmm. which I like because you really do feel like I felt way more unconditional love chemistry between Danica and Bryce yes. than I do anybody else. Yes. And I... They were so comfortable. And we we saw them together for such a short amount of time, right? Yeah. But they were so comfortable around each other. They were comfortable around each other's families, like, instantaneously. Like, it just felt like so genuine. And so, um, like, nobody questioned the level of dedication they had to each other. And it's all platonic, which goes to show the power of, like, female relationships, which was so different from any of her other books and i think it was important yes it's probably my favorite aspect of this book hands down and we have the whole danica saying like through love all is possible Mm -hmm. and i think it's it kind of is really also through love and friendship all is possible and we also um lily is another character who i think represents that ripley lee my whole entire heart i cried cried. my tears were more than what was in that fish tank we cannot argue about it. That, like, she was like, I am not afraid. Ugh. She was like, my friends are with me and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Like, really? And she was so cute. Yeah. She was, it just felt like Bryce's whole world revolves around loving people with this vulnerability mm-hmm. and losing them. And it makes you hurt. Bryce is so vulnerable. Yes. And she doesn't stop caring about things. I liked that in her character oh, development. So and what I hated about Bryce in the beginning was that, and it was more like what I hated about Sarah J. Mass and what she did to Bryce, was she was just like, you're a stereotype. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to read about this stereotype. She was like, you're a party girl and you curse all the time and you like, you do these drugs and you drink and you don't care about anything. And then it was like, oh, I portrayed you this way. And this is like your cover up because if people look at you this way, they won't look deeper to see your vulnerabilities but then you're always doing the unexpected when you care about them mm-hmm. because they're like oh what do you have to care about but yourself and you're like actually <laughs> this whole list everybody can we talk about connor we can't talk about connor that actually to this day still makes me so mad i am infuriated because i love connor connor could and have I been the love interest he could have been the love interest and then he's gone, and I never got it. So I was teased with the possibility of having this like great, complete love story. And it it would take it away from me. It would have been too perfect, though. It would have been too perfect. It would have had her with the bestie, it. and then like the bestie's second, like command. second in command. And of course, you're in love with the second in command. It's her whole happy it life, and I felt that loss. I yes. did. She had her whole life like laid out, and it was beautiful and perfect, and I wanted it too. And then. Sarah was like, JK, no. 
I'm gonna rip and <laughs> just pull it out from under you. And I felt, I still feel that. I yes. still am like, yeah, but what about Connor? I just don't think about it. I'm just like, it just, but it goes to show how powerful this book was. Yeah. Was, and its power comes from these relationships, not just the plot, which was like intricate and insane. Yes. But you really do feel the losses of these characters that you mm -hmm. really wanted to get to know, and you're not going to. And that mm -hmm. is like the first time I think I've read a mass book where that bothers me. Where I'm like, yeah, but I want to know. Even at the end, when Danica was like, Connor's here. Like, Connor wouldn't have wanted this for you. <laughs> and you know, after all that time, and it was like, they they had like that spark. We barely mm -hmm. saw that spark of Bryce and Connor in the beginning, and then, you know, it's Connor's gone away. And all this time passes, like two years and then a couple months, and it's just like, we're, she still brings up Connor, and it's like, you knew that Connor was still that important to her. Even if it wasn't romantic, he was still a friend to her before anything else. It was the life she could have had. Yes. And it, it, I think that relates back to that slow development of the plot, mm -hmm. where it does feel like stretches of time. Mm -hmm. But when you lose your whole life and you're starting and you don't know what to do, I feel like that makes sense. I would have been more disappointed if we rushed past these things. Yes. So I was overall really satisfied with the character development. Yes. And the loss of the characters, even though it pains me. Yeah. I liked our relationship development too. I know you're not as here for it as I am. I'd be okay if Hunt is endgame. I... <laughs> I know you would rather like, let's just kill Hunt. Hunt is such an edgelord. He's so cringy. Oh, he's so cringy. He's, he's fine. He he's, like, like, he's not Danica, but he's fine. He's not, he's not Danica and he's not Connor. He's just like this like, oh God, I just feel like he's on Reddit too much. Like, I am very He's tough. a bro. <laughs> he's you know? And that's what I didn't learn about him at first either. Was he such a bro? But it kind of fits with, like, how Bryce is. Like, Bryce is, like, she's very feminine. Yeah. And she's, like, she's very confident and, like, he's very confident and he's very masculine. And, like, I feel like they just play off each other a lot. And it is stereotypical. But they also use their stereotypical traits to, like, hide their softer yeah. traits. And they're, what really got me for them was the way they exposed their vulnerabilities to each other. And that really just like solidified it for me. Like when she took care of him after he was the Umber Mortis and he was just like defeated and she like cleaned his wings and put him in bed and took care of him. And then after he took care of her, I was just like, oh, see, I didn't, I was the whole time I was like rolling my eyes. I was like, I hate this guy. <laughs> I hate him. Like he, he just feels like a dude bro. I mean, he is a dude bro, but like, and, I got over it. And then like an edgelord on top of that, like he's like, I'm so dark and so powerful, I'm so sad, and I was like, oh my god, shut up. He's been alive for like two thousand years. I know, it just felt like, I He has a lot to be sad about. You know, when like Reese was sad, I was like, that's my baby, don't be sad. When Hunt was sad, I was like, oh my god, shut up, like I don't care. They're the same. <laughs> I don't know what same. it is about Hunt. It could be the name. I just hate the name Hunt. Like, that was pretty. I was like, oh I hunt God. people and kill them. My name is Hunt. Yes, we get it. He felt way too cringy for my taste. He just made me cringe. And like any scene they had together made me cringe. Like even when he was like hitting on her and thinking about her, I was just like, oh, gross. <laughs> gross. 
it felt like someone sliding into my DMs, and I was so over it. So, no, I don't like Connor at all. It's just because he's not Connor. <laughs> Connor's dead. Obviously, I love Danica and Connor, and Hunt is like, he's just not them. I'm too hung up on her past life. Like, I can't get with her new one until someone cool comes along. And Hunt just did not do it for me. You know who is the coolest from her new life? For me. Please tell me. What's Therion? I mean, honestly. What's up, legs? What up, legs? What up, legs? Like, he was so... Um, oh, God. Adidas. His name's not Adidas. He's not Adidas. Adidas. <laughs> Adidas. And I saw, like, an old so friend cool. and Reddit and stuff. They were like, I just keep reading Adidas like Adidas. And Adidas. I was like, it's a shoe. It's a shoe, but I did. I called him Adidas, which kind of took away from his all-powerfulness. I'm a prince of hell. Okay, Adidas. Like, calm down, Adidas. <laughs> but I like Amplus. He's got, like, white hair and blue eyes, and he's different than her usual. I guess it's two for two. Cause I did one. see a lot of fan theories where people thought Adidas could be endgame. I don't think so. He's going to be a, a plot point, but I don't yeah. think he's endgame. That was a very deep theory where you really had to get into it and it had a lot to do with her power mm -hmm. of like the starborn thing and like how he recognized it immediately because of like her ancestry and he was like I would know that light anywhere but so she people was thought so she was young. like a reincarnation people thought she was like a reincarnation oh of whoever he recognized the power from oh that would be interesting and that's why he, she could be endgame but I thought that was a little creepy that's a little creepy because he met that's her that's like that you like, type thing yeah I don't know about that. No. But he was cool. He was definitely cooler than I want to see more of him. Hunt. I definitely think because of the epilogue, we will see more of him. For sure. And definitely in Jaceba. And maybe even the Underking? I think we'll see the Underking. And I'm really excited to see how all those players connect back to the different book series. Yes. Avatar in particular, because I feel like Amran is from this world. Yes, and Hands the, bo the Book of Breathing was in the library. And so was the Walking Dead book from yes. Throne of Glass. So I feel like this is going to be where all of it comes together. Mm -hmm. And we're going to mm -hmm. see where like Amran came from. Because I'm pretty sure she came from this world. And I'm really excited. I'm, I'm excited. People thought she could be an archangel. Yeah, I think some she of the would. Threads. I think she's like, that. oh god, what is it? A, a, a terrorist? A terrorist? The estuary? Yes. Um, I think she's one of them. The one who died. Yes. It was there. Wasn't there yeah, a fallen there sister? There was. <gasps> I know. That's my fan theory. Crap. That's my theory. Okay. That's it. It could be. It could be. Okay. So we could talk about the characters, their development, their relationships all day long. Forever. But let's just fast forward and talk about the ending a little bit because, as we said before, it was just like. So much. so much in such a short amount of time it was just like here's the ending we had a romantic betrayal yes the summit which was yes. like the whole big meeting thing which was crazy micah's big reveal which was also crazy what happened to danica in the pack which kind of goes with micah's big reveal my heart right yes your heart the vacuuming the vacuuming that's so good and this whole summit's just like what's she vacuuming uh, oh what is that a person that was it that's a dead body then, you know, actual hell is released into this realm. Uh -huh. That's cool. Bryce reveals her power and yes. her heritage yes. to everybody. Stops. Stops it. Closes the gates. Closes the gates. Drops. Makes her drop. Makes the drop. And the ascent. And the ascent. Talks to that bestie while she's down in the drop place. Which gives you the light it up. 
which, was, which gives you light it up, which was just the rallying cry that I want on a jacket, your jacket you in particular. Jacket? <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that was a lot. It was a yeah. lot that happened at the very end. And then we have the whole end. She's like, cool, gate to hell is closed. I've got all this power now, more than dad. Like, mm -hmm. don't care about him and his kingship anymore. Like, I'm more powerful. Then the Asteria's like, beep boop, stay in your lane, girl. And she says, okay. Mm. Mm. So do we think she will stay in her lane? I think that she will be forced out of her lane. I agree. I do not see her staying in her lane at all. But I don't see her actively trying to disobey yes. that order. I, I think that some, something will force yeah. her into it. She definitely has the habit of this very bad thing is happening. I'm gonna go stop I'm it. I'm gonna go stop it. So um, I think something very bad will happen. I have no idea what to stop be. it. I don't have any idea because I just, I just don't. I don't know what will happen. I have some theories. There's, tell me your theory because I am dumb <laughs> and I'm too overwhelmed <laughs> You're too, just, You're too worried about Connor. I'm too worried about Connor. I just want Connor and Danica back. And if my fan theories are correct, it would be that they do come back. That is a strong fan theory is that we're going to go somewhere where we see them again. I just, uh, I just don't believe in that, that fan theory. <laughs> I want to live in that place where they're back again and Bryce has everything she ever wanted and Hunt can kick rocks. Um, That's what I think. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So... <laughs> I think my slightly more realistic fan theory yes. is we're either going to find out who Hunt's dad is, because remember, we don't know. Yeah, that's true. And I think arguably his dad is like a prince of hell or something. Which would be Someone super powerful, because the lightning. Or interesting. we're going to learn something about Bryce's like deeper ancestry and her starborn power, again, because of that conversation between Jaceba and yeah, little Shumi and Adidas here. <laughs> Adidas. And so I think what I would like to see happen is for some reason Bryce and Hunt have to go to some realm of hell or as yeah. Ada suggested hell has like different planets mm -hmm. they might have to go to like another planet and do something which I, I, but I disagree I want, with that I want to see if it has something to do with one of their heritage I would think that it would be Hunt's heritage more we than we also have to think about this was House of Earth and Blood mm -hmm. Presumably, each book will be house of whatever. So, will it be another house? I think it will be another house. I'm super curious about the retelling. Like, Throne Glass was obviously retelling of Cinderella, mm -hmm. arguably, and uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses is Beauty and the Beast mm -hmm. and Haiti and Persephone. Mm -hmm. What is this? Or is it nothing? Because I couldn't find the myth in it and it could just be a completely original kind of story but I would love it if it was just original I would too but I was wondering if I should be reading into it Looking deeper into it. and trying try. to figure it out but then you have angels in hell mm -hmm. so perhaps that's already done that's all we and then you would have a Lucifer character Ooh, which yes. could be Hunt <gasps> and that would be interesting to me even if I do not like Hunt you would want that to happen because I, then Hunt would kick rocks and he get would trapped be, somewhere. Exactly. He's even more edgelord. And I don't think Hunt's a good guy. <gasps> I don't because he was kind of manipulative. And he did a lot of manipulative things. And I can't tell if that was manipulation on like a Tamlin level or on a Resand level. I couldn't tell. 
I don't think he's a Tamlin. The audacity. (laughs) I I went there. I can't believe you. I don't, I don't know. And I am too confused and I'm too overwhelmed with it to figure it out. Because there's so many options. and There are, there are a lot just, of ways we could go. I felt like there was no clues either. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of world building and not a lot of clues as to what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was left unable to predict. Yes. And um, it makes me really anticipate the next book, which is like November of next year. I think so, yeah. Terrible. Which is a little bit more quickly than some, some writers. So I'm glad she's really kind of trying True. to pop it out. But another reason you should annotate Look for those little clues. Right. Tell me Let about them. Let us know if you found them. Uh, I do not. Because I didn't look. Oh, and we should start a poll. Hunt Ooh. versus anyone else. <laughs> I'm in the anyone else category. That's rude. <laughs> so, I want to know. The anyone else can't be dead. How about that? How about this? Okay, so. Hunt versus Hunt. anyone else alive. Alive? Oof. There's no one else alive. It can't be Therion because. Can I ship Bryce with Bryce? Yes. I'm, she don't need no man. She don't need no man. And I feel okay with that. I would rather her be alone than with Hunt. That's how I feel. What if she was like, she ends up as like this almighty, all-powerful ruler of everything, and everybody else who had a position of power can kick rocks? There we go. We can both get on the page for that one. Solved. Yeah. So I'd be interested. Um, What's your opinion? Um, I would love to say I'm going to write a poll, but I don't know how, so we'll see. I'll just do it. It's fine. (laughs) Okay. Well, this was a really big read. Obviously, we loved it, loved even it. though we argue a little bit about it. <laughs> you know, that just means it was really, really good. It's passionate. Um, so, if y'all have been reading it, continue to chat with us on the Discord and the Goodreads. If you haven't read it, pick it up, give it a read. Those chats on the Discord and Goodreads will stay open and stay active and just let us know what you think. For October, we're going to be reading a book called Cults Uncovered by Amber Hunt. And... It's going to be really good. It goes over a bunch of different cults slash cult leaders. I'm really excited for that one. I'm and the video for that will drop right before Halloween. So it'll be spooky. So pick that up soon and read along with us. And again, chat in the Goodreads and the Discord. And that's all we have today. That's it.